Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Counting down movies, music, TV, and pop culture. One top five at a time. And now, here are the two peas. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. So thrilled that you joined us, of course. I'm also very thrilled for the guest I have on for our top five topic this week. Now, he's been on many times before. However, due to, I guess we'll just say the world and what's been going on in the last year to year and a half, he took a little hiatus from the microphone, and he's, he's kind of missing in action. He has a bunch of kids, and he's got a bunch of shit going on. So he hasn't been around the world of podcasting until very recently. He made a triumphant return. You know him from So I Married a Movie Geek. He's also a great, just a dear friend of the show and of mine. Justin, what's up, man? Welcome back. Gerald, what is up, sir? Happy to be here. I know you are, man. And we're <laughs> me and you are both fitting in this end while our kids are like doing other stuff for like an hour. And we're like, let's do it. So exactly. thank you so we're, much, man. We're we're family men, just you know, trying to balance it all. It's hard, Gerald. It is. It's a tough it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing. I see a little light at the end of the tunnel, but um I've been hearing if, that for a while, Gerald. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if I'd say the end of the tunnel, but I guess there's some cracks in the tunnel. Exactly. We're we're here in Los Angeles where, you know, just uh catastrophe awaits at every corner that we <sighs> that we go yeah. in from it's, earthquakes and fires to COVID and, you know, droughts. <laughs> we we've got it all. It's you guys and Florida. You guys are <laughs> neck and neck, you know. We're better than Florida. Uh, all right, okay, fair enough, fair okay. enough. <laughs> Uh, well, welcome back to the show, man. You know, and you were gone for a little while and uh, came on your show about a month ago. We were, I was uh, fortunate enough to be at the return of the fantasy movie draft, which is awesome. And we have another one coming up shortly and it'll, it'll ha- have already aired by the time people hear this particular episode. But why don't you tell everybody, man, you're, you came back here on the P's. Like I said, it's been over a year, but we're the last time you were here, which was right before was really was about this time last year was for board games. And we did our favorite, you know, me, notorious board, board game guy, the board game geek. <laughs> so I said, you know what, this, <laughs> the topic that we're talking about tonight got pitched to me and I'm like, well, fucking Justin Winters has to do that. So what are we talking about today, man? Well, I was like, what kind of movie topic do you got for me, Gerald? Like, I'm, I'm the movie guy. Like, I, let's talk movies, dude. And you're like, how about game shows? <laughs> And I was like, okay, okay. All right, Gerald, oh, I got man. you. I'm 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 picking up what you're putting down, man. I, I'm the game guy. I can oh, I can dig that. I, I love movies, but I also love games, whether it be on a board or on a show. A TV apparently, show. yeah. Apparently so, I think that of you, so I guess so. <laughs> no, man, it's true. I was actually talking it over with my wife Chrissy, who's who's, you know, the co-host of our podcast, and she was, you know, kind of bummed that she couldn't be here. She's oh, man. she's not even in the house now. It's just like, you know, uh, sliding doors around here, moving around. But she's like, that's a fun topic because she just like me... Uh, just so much of my DNA as a, as a as a human being, as a as a person, as a uh, producer. I'm actually a TV producer out here. I've been out here for 20 years in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Is due to my voracious game show uh, watching as a kid. So, wow, that's cool. 
I watched I watched a ton of them, and I have a lot of the, of strong opinions. So, are you one of the um, Are you one of the avid like game show network watchers when they show the vintage uh, re- reruns on there? You know what I sometimes when we get into my list, uh, we'll talk about how some of these have come back around. You know, okay. and and with yeah. the, the streaming channels, you can see a lot of old stuff, and of course YouTube. Like, there's so much so much game show, man. I'm excited to talk about it. We'll talk about our list before we dive into our top five TV game shows, guys. <laughs> a topic that got pushed by a patron. I said, sure, man, let's do it. So here we are. We're doing it. And Justin Winters is here, of course, because we're talking games in any form. I got to have Justin Winters back on. What other game? But- we have to think after this one, like, what <laughs> other games? Like, <laughs> um, Yeah, what? Uh, I guess we get to our top five first person shooters. I don't know. You know so, what? I, I'm doing that too, man. That's See? actually not bad. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. So uh, when you were coming up with your list here, which we just decided to do this a little over 24 hours ago, and uh, how's how's your list look, man? Is it all like nostalgia, or do you have some current stuff on there? Uh, without the, giving away any the, titles, the main five is mainly hard overhead. You know, mm-hmm. these are nostalgia picks. These are you know warm fuzzy. I could put any one of these on mm-hmm. right now on YouTube and just be like, yes, I feel this. This is great. Yeah. So my top five are m- mainly nostalgia. And then I got some honorable mentions with some like new stuff and, and okay. like that. But I mean, back in the day, you know, I was a latchkey kid in the 80s and you just watch so much TV that, you know, <laughs> we I really watched a lot of game shows. How about you? Did you watch a lot of game shows as a kid? I did. Uh, because of my grandparents, my dad's parents, they had a satellite. And, you know, back then a satellite was like one of the things you like stuck in your yard that looked like it's floating in space. You know what I mean? It was like Kids, a giant. You remember, that, you remember that thing that Magneto in X-Men First Class moved with his mind? Right. That thing. My, gr- yeah. my grandpa had that in his backyard. Yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah. And I used to think it was so cool because I got so many channels that I had never even heard of. Yeah. And this is before the Game Show Network caught on and you could only get it if you had one of these like weird satellites or you were possibly out there in LA where it was broadcast. Yeah. And you had to have so, a you had to have like a family member like uh like adjust it like yeah, okay, we got there we go. We're getting something. Yeah, my, you know? uncle, my uncle's out in the field like turning this giant dish like I can, I can almost see it. Oh man. <laughs> Went so, from yeah. that to Skinamax, you know, several years later like oh, I can almost see this. This is of great. Course. Of course, yeah. <laughs> you know what's going on. Yeah, so I was I grew up with this stuff predominantly in the eighties and all I have five and then five honorable ones and nine of them are from like the era of the nineteen eighties. And I mean, there's some of them are still going. Some of them have, like you said, had revivals or whatever, mm-hmm. but they were initiated. They were kind of born in the 80s, or at least that's when I got into them when they were having their, you know, new runs and stuff. Cause, you know, game shows used to be prime time, man. That's another thing people don't realize. Now you they can't still really... are. They, well, they are, but I mean, you know why I, they are? Cause they're cheap. They're extremely cheap yeah, to produce. That's true. Uh, you don't have to pay any actors or anything. You just get these people off the street that, you know, there's the promise that they might get something. They probably won't, but they could. And that's why, especially, I mean, it's 2021. We're going to get even more because, you know, TV is just dying out in terms of broadcast. So people are just reaching for yeah. anything that they can produce. And game shows are, like I said, fun and cheap. So Yeah, I don't want to mention any titles. But, I mean, you do have some today that are, that are primetime. I guess what I meant is it was more back then. Or at least maybe it was the feeling there was only one channel. Got, but <laughs> <laughs> It was two channels. And, exactly. you know, that's where they put the yeah. game show. And if you didn't have any tinfoil for the rabbit ears, you were in trouble. So... All right, so we're going to do our top five TV game shows, guys. I got Justin here from So I Married a Movie Geek. Justin, let me do a quick promo break, man, and then when we come back from that, we're going to get into our list, okay? Sounds great. 
Hello, listeners. Did you know that there is a lot more content where this episode came from? As you may know, we are an independent podcast and we rely on donations in order to keep going. Over on our Patreon site, you will find several ways to stretch your dollar. I am currently producing six exclusive series that you can only get there. They include popular ones such as My First Time and 100 G-Tunes. You'll also get regular main top five episodes, just like this one, super early, often weeks in advance. For as little as $1, you can help the show continue. Just visit us over at patreon.com slash two peas on a pod, or you can check the show notes for this very episode. Now let's get back to the countdown. All right, guys, welcome back. As I said, pre-break, Justin from So I Married a Movie Geek is here to do our top five TV game shows. <laughs> Last time I had this, this dude's a huge, like one of the most giant movie buffs of all time. And every time I have him, I'll be talking about freaking games. But here he is. <laughs> top five flavors of gum. Go, Justin. <laughs> Let me see what the movie geek's doing. He wants to do that. All right, man, why don't you get us started with your number five game show? What do you got? All right, again, these, these are all hard overhead. I'm sure you're going to be like, there's better game shows than this, but these are all in my DNA. And as an 80s kid, there was a, uh, a notorious uh, channel that came uh, came popular, became popular when I was a kid that uh, some of my grandparents wouldn't even let me watch. And that was oh. kind of like, you know, like, oh, this is like secret and I, like, I might get in trouble. And on that channel, there was a game show all about television and watching television mm-hmm. and that game show was called mtv's remote control uh-oh uh-oh we're so, already crossing over so oh my god here you go so as a kid i watched a lot of game shows but i was really into television and the remote control was basically a trivia show it was uh very low budge you know had a lot of comedians on it lots of laughs and Every question was about television, and I was like, yes, this is my jam. So Remote Control ran uh, from, I think it was 87 to 90, so that was like the prime like years for me as a kid, and it was hosted by Ken Ober, yep. and uh, Colin, Colin Quinn, Quinn was there. Yeah. It was the first time I, I think I saw Adam Sandler was on that show, mm-hmm. and it just felt like kind of naughty, and like they would do things where you're like, oh, yeah. I'm sure like what our kids think of YouTube now is probably what I thought of like shows like Remote Control then um they were all all the contestants were like sitting in a recliner chair (laughs) that at some point if they were kicked off the show uh they it changed over the years but at one point they would just like fly back into the wall and you never see them again right so stuff like that i'd never seen a show like that and and you know now that i'm producing tv i was like i remember those fun game shows like remote control from back in the day and so that's what's my number five. Very I'm, fun. Uh, you know, only lasted a couple seasons, but you know, uh, yeah, so good, man. Great, great, I, great show. So good from the MTV era. And I had read that this was like the first like non music video kind of like production they went into too. And I, you remember they had that. Um, what was really cool about Remote Control too is they had that bonus round at the or the final round at the end where they would like have to guess the music. Guess videos. the music videos by the visual. So it was right. like this huge wall of televisions. And I just I. I I think it was AV Club. I just read a uh, a history of the show, and they were just talking about how like they had no money right. and like some of the stuff. They just like okay, maybe they'll let us put this on the air. But yeah, that final they had person strapped in the chair with all these televisions in front of them, and they had to ID the music videos by just the the visual. And I was like, okay, yeah, that no works. problem. Yeah, if you're yeah. sitting around watching MTV at that age, no problem. I mean, I was always killing that. Uh, 
that game show. But they would that, talk about fifty like classic TV, fifty show like Nick and Knight type shows. Just like they had all kinds of like categories that of television that you, they could ask trivia questions from. And also right. super cool, they could eat while they were doing. They had like popcorn <laughs> yeah, and they right, were getting yeah. stuff all over them. So it was yeah. a, it was a messy fun show. You know, Sandler and Colin Quinn were probably drunk the whole time. You know, oh, drinking of course, on the Colin set uh, when they were talking to him in the. The reek, you know, whatever the uh, history of it, he was like, you know, I thought it was too big for that show. I thought it was, you know, BS, but like it was a prime uh, jumping ground for my career. A lot, of, a lot of people saw that show. So, so this one's on my list as well. I might switch it out though, just because we'll see how the crossover goes. You and me sometimes get ca- crossover crazy because we're. I'm, basically I'm the same willing dude. to bet we have at least two, maybe <laughs> so, three. And I just couldn't like. I remember one time we did one where what was it? it was I was like four with out Justin. Of five. You remember that one with Justin, uh, Justin from Epic Film Guys, where I changed like my whole list because it was the same. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That was like '80s teen movies or something like that. Mid yeah. mid top five. I'm like, I'm changing my whole list. It's the exact same. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. But I do love Remote Control, and I'm glad it's getting discussed because it's you know kind of forgotten about. So it's on YouTube. Yeah, you there's can look episodes up on YouTube. It. Look it up. It's great. Yeah. MTV's remote control was a lot of fun, especially when it came along, you know, in the 90s. It was 90s, right? I believe. I think it was uh, 87 to 90. 87 to 90. All right. So I tell you what, so that I'm not kind of perplexed with what to do with that pick. Let me give you my, what's going to end up being my number five is different variations throughout the years, right? But I, again, I'm going all the way back to the 1980s as far as like my favorite incarnation of it, hosted by Mr. Dick Clark, and that is Pyramid. Ooh. Back then, it was a $25,000 pyramid back when I watched it. Now, I want to say Strahan does it for like a million-dollar pyramid or something. I don't know. It's like a new version of it that, that's on ABC, I think. But you, uh, you are you a fan of this one? You remember I, this one? I am. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This one, you know, is cool, man, because it's so funny that you came off for board games because we talked about that game Taboo that you weren't too familiar with. And this is, <laughs> this is like a almost like a game show version of Taboo where you have a partner you know, sitting across from you and then your backs to all the clues and they have to get you to guess the clues without saying, you know, any of the words that would, you know, disqualify them basically. And you just have to basically guess what your partner's trying to get you to guess. They have an opening round where they do it to figure out who goes to that final chair at the end with the big wall and the pyramid. And yeah. the, the opening rounds are cool too, because they have celebrities there. So you have a real life person, you know, like a normal dude or woman and their partners like this big a, a- time celebrity, which I always thought was really Really cool that you're just kind of sitting at a desk with them for 30 minutes, you know, um, and then you get to go to the chair for the for the 25k. At least back in the 80s, I love Pyramid Man. I love Dick Clark. He's a gem. He's obviously an icon in the entertainment industry. So this is one of my favorites, man. It's my number five. I just like the 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 look of the pyramid. It, it just seemed very iconic. I'm sure it was cheap as hell, but when you put people in front of that and then you have them, it's very tense trying to guess what these words are. And you, yeah, you can go on YouTube and find a lot of uh, fun like. You know what? What are you talking about? You know, uh, wasn't it? Wasn't uh, Joey Tribbiani on, on Pyramid on Friends where he's like, you know, uh, <laughs> a ghost? Why? You know, yeah, I'm pretty sure that he was on that as well. So, uh, love, love Pyramid. You, it's I great. think you might be right. This I vaguely remember that when you said that. I had forgotten about it. So yeah, there you go. That's my number five, Pyramid. We're back over to you for your four, man. What do you got? Okay. Um, as a child. There was another channel that was huge, huge in my life, huge in my DNA. I watched it uh, from when it started in the early '80s to till you know I got too old for it. But it had a game show that was a core to that channel that has had like five or six different versions since then. 
and I was a huge fan of the OG version, and the game show I'm talking about is, of course, from Nickelodeon called Double Dare. Oh, good one. Okay. So, if you don't know what Double Dare is, you must have been living under a rock, because there's been, uh, so there was OG Double Dare. Uh, was the first one. Then they had Super Sloppy Double Dare. They had Family Double Dare. They had Double Dare 2000 for a year in 2000. And then they just recently revived it uh, in 2018. But hosted by Mark Summers, of course, who a uh, huge, messy game show host who also has uh, obsessive compulsive disorder, which I always thought was really <laughs> neat and fun that he went through that. Uh, right. Because, uh, messy game show. I was a big fan as a kid because I, I loved trivia as a kid. But I also love getting in messes. And so Double mm-hmm. Dare combined the both of those because you had the trivia questions. Or if you didn't want to do that, you could just be like, hey, Mark, physical challenge. And then they're like, okay, you know, throw some pancakes on your, mom, your mom's face or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes. And then at the end, w- the best part, they had the, the huge like relay race with all the crazy stuff like the gigantic hamster wheel or the gigantic taco filled with slime or stuff that you had to slide through. So... You know, as a kid, there was nothing bigger than Double Dare. And, you know, you yeah. would like do Double Dare challenges with your, your brother or sister in the kitchen and make your mom mad. So huge fan of Double Dare. Love it. Still to this day, you know, I hate that they've put Mark to the side on the new one. <laughs> He's yeah. kind of like to the side guy. Uh, but yeah, uh, amazing show that, that I've loved for years. So I, I haven't watched any since lo- the, the probably the original, honestly. I haven't ah. seen any. I haven't seen any of the new ones. But the family Double Dare is kind of cool. I like I, that idea. I show even showing just OG uh, to my to my 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 son and my daughter. They loved it. Like it just something about that show. They just really figured out how kids tick, and you know, of course, that's why it's been around for so long. So. All right. Well, you did remote control at number five. So I, I tell you what I'm going to do because that was going to be my four. But what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to do <laughs> damn it <laughs> to avoid crossover. Hopefully, I don't know. But what I'm going to do is the other MTV show, or I'm sorry, it actually wasn't MTV show. It was a Comedy Central show called Win Ben Stein's Money. Did you ever watch that? So I did. Yeah. So Ben Stein, who uh, was famously in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, is one of the one of the best like kind of off characters. (laughs) Was just repeating Bueller over and over again. He has such a dry kind of like sense of humor and wit. But this was a cool version of a game show that will probably get mentioned at some point tonight. So I don't want to give away, but it's a cool version of that show, and it's just a quiz show, you know. But they, they had a lot of fun with it and you're trying to win you're basically going up against Ben Stein who's one of the smarter men in the world and you're basically trying to win his money if you know more than he knows in certain categories and they had this thing where you couldn't answer it in the form of a question but if you did you had to wear a dunce hat which was a little nod at you know probably its forefather but I just it was a lot of fun man I just and I've always felt a little bit smarter watching Ben Stein's money because I always seemed to know a little bit more of the clues uh, I don't know if that was coincidence or whatever but yeah this was this was a fun one man this um also had a you'll have to help me I feel like this one also had a pretty popular co-host oh or it was Jimmy was it Kimmel? Kimmel Jimmy Kimmel yeah, it was right Kimmel. yeah Kimmel yeah because this was around uh man show days mm-hmm. uh I think this was on a block with like man show and uh crank yankers remember that show <laughs> oh, yeah yeah I just think Ben <laughs> signs a trip man I'm a pretty good big fan of Kimmel too so that was cool I always thought it would have been better if it was actually his money like yeah right like literally <laughs> production money. Right. but if he like really put it on the lines like no really win my money and put me in destitute i would have been more down for that so if he just uh, ended up homeless and like exactly you know what <laughs> happened i had a game show and, I, and your money <laughs> oh man all right so when ben stein's money i'm gonna put in my four spot all right man we're over to you for your three okay 
this one has uh, a new new version out just recently, but it's definitely not as good. Um, but it also contains a an instance where someone kind of took over the game and was too smart for the game yeah. and kind of uh, won a lot of money. I know what you're talking and about. And there's been documentaries about this. I loved it as a kid because of the the animation involved. Yeah. And uh, that that game show is called Pressure Lock. Yeah, it is. Have you seen that documentary, by the way? I haven't seen it. I, there's two of them. Oh, really? I've seen both of them. Yeah. So this guy named Michael Larson back in 1984, he memorized the board. So it's a show where this uh, there's a board mm-hmm. and the, the pattern of the board changes over over time and then you have to stop it sort of like the if you go to like a arcade with your kid and they, they have like the little lights thing and you have to stop the light and right, then whatever sure. you land on you get that was basically pressure luck but also they had these little things called whammies yeah big bucks no whammies <laughs> so you're like waiting to push the button saying no whammy no whammy no whammy and then you push it and then you either get money or you get a whammy whatever or trip anyway. or whatever right but i was just obsessed with this guy who's like i'm gonna memorize these board patterns so i know when i hit the button it's gonna land on something that i want and he won like a hundred and ten thousand dollars in one day and just like <laughs> you know yeah. sailed away with his pressure luck winnings um so but i forget the name of the doc but just play uh google pressure luck yeah i haven't seen i didn't know i definitely didn't know there was two of them but i had heard recently um over on the facebook fan page when i asked for feedback somebody mentioned that there was a documentary about it i didn't even know that but that's just like the ultimate story because especially as a kid you're watching these shows and a lot of them involve winning prize money and you know as a middle class kid in north carolina i'm just like that's what i need to do i need to figure out how to win this game and win all this money so i can retire early so this guy like i said figured it out and it was a big to do uh, back in '84. Yeah, so. pressure luck's pressure a lot. Luck's just pre- yeah, it's a lot so of fun. fun. A lot of fun, man. Yeah, I lo- I have, did they redo this one? They did like a newer version of it, right? So, um, yes, and they have what's her name from uh, that did the Pitch Perfect movies? Uh, Anna Kendrick. What's her name? No, that directed the the sequel. Oh man, oh. I'm the movie guy, and I'm just really. Uh, <laughs> I'm having you talk about games too much. You're forgetting all your movie. Effie, knowledge. who played Effie in Hunger Games? What's her name? Uh, I, the girl with the the like the the face painted all up. Gosh darn it! I'm gonna look it up. Give me to look it up. Uh, go I'll take, Effie I'll take Hunger this. Games. Who is it? Played by Elizabeth Banks. Oh, so sorry. that's right, Elizabeth Banks. So yeah. the new version, I think she produces it and she hosts it. Elizabeth Banks. I don't know if it's still on, uh, but yeah, I just didn't. It had some of the the, the flair, but the OG is, is definitely the best. So. All right. Well, since you're talking about pressure luck, it's ironic what my number three is because there's also a documentary on this game show in I want to say in the 80s is when this happened, where this dude also figured out like patterns and algorithms to like get on the show and win all the prizes and win the showdowns. It's the fucking price is right, buddy. The price is right is my number three. And particularly the era with Bob Barker. Although, you know, Drew Carey does an okay job, but Bob Barker is the ultimate because this was one of those game shows. And still today, it comes on at 11 a.m. every day. So if you're not home from school, or I'm sorry, if you're home from school and you're not at school and you're with your folks or you're with your grandparents like I was, they're watching, like my mama, my grandmother, watched Price is Right, the noon, like local news, and then her stories, her soap operas. And so... Every day with her, I was watching Price is Right, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital. Like, I watched all that shit for like five years straight. Okay. Uh, so, just a lot of great memories from the Price is Right, too. Bob Barker is one of the more iconic hosts in all of game shows. And this is a cool one. Uh, because I, I got to be on it in Vegas. They have a, have you heard me tell the story before, Justin? I think you have. Yeah. They have a version of it in Vegas where, um, Joey from NSYNC, 
<laughs> it's the host, Joey Fatone. Joey Fatone, and you you know you go up on it's not televised or whatever, but you go up on stage and it's the same. It's literally the same. It's just not televised. And then you know you win the prizes or you can take the cash value. So I, I had the game with the yodeling like Swiss dude that goes up the mountain, you know, and, and yeah. he falls off the cliff if you are too far off on your guess. And I won. I was in the range where I needed to win. And I won a refrigerator freezer, Justin. And I wow. took the cash value for that, which at the time was like 800 bucks. And I won. I doubled it in Vegas at the blackjack table. So I have a great <laughs> like personal connection to this show too. But yeah, the price is right. It's it for me, man. It's my number three. How do you feel about this one? Well, apparently because we're that famous gif of the two Spider-Mans pointing at each other, <laughs> we're, we're the same person. And I will kind of hold what I have to say about price is right to a later date. That's fair. Uh, that's fair, yeah. I, I figure. I mean, this is an iconic one, man. So, in my top three, I can't really go against because they were the three that I watched like on a daily basis for like a decade. So that's the first of the three. But yeah, um, Price is Right for me, my number three, man. Your number three was Press Your Luck. So, what's your runner up? So, my runner up is a show that we still talk about on our podcast that's been going on for 11 years now. Uh, it's in my DNA so much that when COVID struck a year ago, I kind of got inspiration from it and from my time watching the show in the 90s because our grocery stores had become like a <laughs> Mad Max-like hellscape. I'm, of course, talking about Supermarket Sweep. Oh, man. Here's my guy. Uh, so Supermarket Sweep, if you've never seen it, there was an original version back in the 60s, and then they uh, rebooted it. I was a uh, early 90s Lifetime, it was on Lifetime yeah. then, fan of the show. Yeah. And uh, that version was, they had the core question round, the big sweep where they run around and have to grab all the groceries <laughs> that they think cost the mo most. Right. And they had the bonus sweep at the end, and they, they rebooted it with Leslie Jones have kind of followed that same pattern. So I approve of the reboot, but I, I, I of course, like the OG version. Not even the OG version, the 90s version. Right, sure. And the reason I love it is just the the big sweep. Just, you know, just tearing through a grocery store looking for these high price items so I could get back with my cart. <laughs> I, I was, That's just something that and I... And as I, a I parent, like, how good would we be on that show, man? Because groceries <laughs> are expensive, brother. And I'm like doing the shipped app and Instacart. And then when I go yeah. to the store, like I know what's priced. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I would do pretty good on that show. I mean, I don't know about you, Gerald, but uh, you know, through my research through the years, I've found that the the sexes just shop differently when it comes to groceries. And <laughs> my wife is a just like she just canvases the whole store sure. like back and forth. Yeah. And you know, she's like, "Oh, this is on sale. I'll get it." While I have a list, and I'm like just darting from corner to corner, yeah. you know, grabbing the stuff, getting out, especially, yeah. <laughs> you know, last March of April where I'm like, I might die if I don't do this quickly. <laughs> I won't be able to wipe my ass if I don't I hurry won't up. be able to like, I got to grab this. Yeah. And so, yeah, just people grabbing things and just, just running with it. It's great, um, man. Did you, you told me, huge. didn't you tell me you tried to go on the new version or no? I tried to, I tried to work on the new oh, version. Okay, all right. Um, so much, like when, when I found out they were rebooting it, I was like this is my calling <laughs> this is it finally like, this is why i'm I here i tried to get on it because I, I i could only imagine like working on something that's just so much in your dna like that you're just like yes like you don't even have to think about it so yeah i did i unfortunately didn't get to work on the show but i, I like the reboot with leslie jones you should submit fun. to do whatever to be a contestant i'm sure they have a form or some crap you can fill out to at least apply you know 
Maybe you could submit this episode as proof that, you know. Dreams to come true. Dreams to come true. (laughs) Chrissy and I have always thought, like, if we were to get... Because you only get, like, really one shot at a show like that. Yeah. You know, you can't go on all your favorite shows. So there's there's some stuff above that that, you know, I would rather... I've always said I would love to do Amazing Race just because I've never been anywhere. And I'm like, that'd probably be a really good, you know, production. Like, this guy has never been anywhere going to all these places. But, um, yeah. Yeah, Supermarket Suite, amazing, amazing show. All right, well, at least I know we don't have any more crossover, I don't think, which is cool. But my number two is the show that, actually surprised it's not my number one, but I guess I'll explain why when I get to my number one. But this is the show that every week me and my family gathered at 8 p.m. Eastern Time to watch on one of the three channels we had. And it was like an event for like, a decade every week we had to watch it together as a family and we loved it i watched the reruns later in life on the game show network with my grandparents like i was talking about their satellite so i would re-watch them with them and they got a kick out of it and even if you've seen it which of course i have and i see versions of it again today it's still so much fun and it's like you've never seen it it's it it, it, it always holds up i feel like it's so much fun but it's the family feud all right Ooh, yes all right. it's my runner-up man because I mean, Richard Dawson is, I mean, to die for. I mean, he's an amazing host that eh, possibly a little on the uh, touchy-feely side. A little creepy, Gerald. He likes to give hugs and stuff. A little touchy-feely side, perhaps. But, uh, you know, in the 70s and 80s, everybody's doing that. Everybody's having a good time. So it's fine. Now, uh, fast forward. There's been other ones, right? And um, fast forward now to Steve Harvey is doing it. And I don't yes. like him as much as a host. I mean, I don't mind Steve Harvey. He's okay. But obviously, I'm just connected to that era when I watched it every week with my family for literally my entire childhood. Uh, so I do have this, such fond memories and the nostalgia is very, very thick with that one. But it's just fun, man. You get your family members together. You know, we had this elaborate plan, my family and I, that everybody that was going to come, we were going to bring my uncle who was like lived in New Jersey, still does. And he was really smart. We were going to bring him, you know, and then my sister would get mad. She's five years younger than me. So at the time, she's like, you know, five anywhere from five to 10 years old. She wants to know why she can't come on the show. You know, my dad's like, you can't, you're not gonna be able to get us any points. Like you're not coming, you know, but he let me come. I was on the team. So, so we were just excited about the prospect of that. Of course we never did it, but I'm sure someone felt left out that they weren't on the top tier of family feud. <laughs> yeah. You're the, as if your family was, you're the B the team of this family. Okay. <laughs> if somebody gets hurt, you can come in. Uh, so there you go. Family feud. You a fan of this one, man? Uh, I am. It's a pretty good show. It's amazing why I watch it now. Maybe I'm I'm just getting older and like more crotchety, but a lot of the questions and answers are kind of like crass and like, <laughs> True. do you know what I'm saying? True, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it was a month ago they had the uh, Britney Spears documentary where it had the, the old... Uh, clip of like you know oh, what's yeah, wrong with that. Britney Spears now you know but I think they even do it stuff like that more now where I'm like oh, yeah where they're like doing it for shock value as opposed to just asking yeah, questions. a little yeah. a little misogynistic a little bit yeah. like so I'm like who are writing these questions like I need like a family <laughs> more family double uh, more family feud uh, <laughs> more but, 80s yeah, feud it, more 80s feud more 80s feud yeah. exactly all right well Getting cool old, man well no no crossover there but that's my runner-up family feud particularly from the 80s and we are up to our number ones justin i'm excited you had supermarket sweep which by the way i knew you loved it so i knew you were going to be talking about it but i'm surprised it was your runner-up i 
really interested. I think I know you're number one, but go ahead and talk a little bit about it. Okay. So I moved out to Los Angeles in 2002. So I've been out here uh, like almost 19 years. And before I moved out here, my mom, my Southern mom said two things to me. She's like, Justin, I want you to really be careful. And could you please win me an RV on The Price is Right? <laughs> and that was the only two things. She, seems, she said more things and gave me hugs. Seems but, reasonable. Uh, she said that because The Price is Right was a show... It was almost like we had uh, just one TV in our house that always had prices right on. Like you just walk into a room, price, is prices right on right now? Yeah. Like it's on. Um, but that's how big it was in my life. Like I learned how the, <laughs> between this and Supermarket Sweep, I really learned as a kid how much things cost. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and I mentioned, this, I mentioned this earlier, but on Pluto TV, which is a streaming channel, you can go back and they have a channel only devoted to like 70s and 80s era prices right with Bob Barker mm. who is one of the best game show hosts of all time he had his little skinny microphone yeah. he always at the end of every show reminded everyone to spay and neuter their pets which yeah. i appreciated mm -hmm. as a kid um i was obsessed with all every single game uh plinko of course was my favorite and sure. i tried to like make my own plinko sets at home uh the wheel i you know 49 seasons it's now in its 49th season crazy i i've been trying to get on that show and work on that show ever since i lived out here uh um, I was in the audience for the show when I first moved out here, and I went with a group of girls, or, or women, I should say, and I was the only dude, and I wore a bright yellow shirt that said, Hi, Mom, and I was like, this is it. It's going to happen for me now. You know, my mom is going to be so proud. Like, I could do whatever in my career or whatever but if i were to get on that show and win her something that's the like, thing right that i would be the golden sun that's so thing, yeah. I, unfortunately they didn't pick me but i can't believe you failed your yeah. mom like this justin it's unbelievable i know i felt so bad <laughs> i was like the, you know this, this is gonna happen and just that whole experience of being on the show after watching it for so many years and like having to be there at like 4 a.m. and stand in line and then like you have to be really excited and energetic so they pick you and then they don't and you're just like oh man so yeah, yeah. price is right man it, there's no bigger game show than that for me huge show still still watch it with drew carey uh if i catch it love it love it yeah so. it's good stuff man i mean i agree with you it was it was on my list too it's a great pick and you're right it was it's you just feel like it was just like always on in the house, you know. It was like a we even have the sh we even have the shorthand, Gerald, where we have the guessing games that we sometimes do uh, on our podcast. Like oh, guess yeah. the amount of mm -hmm. guess the amount of raisins in this, and I'm always like, Price is Right guessing rules, like you know, don't go over, you know, your number. <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> it's just it's it's a big show for me. So. Well, my number one man is arguably would maybe match up with some people's consensus pick as the greatest game show of all time. I don't know. I, it just lost its iconic host who, if we were doing game show hosts, would probably be my number one also. But it's Jeopardy, which was started in the 60s by Merv Griffin, of course, a, a father of a lot of these shows that we've been talking about. You, I'm surprised this one didn't end up in your top five. You're a fan of Jeopardy? I am a huge fan of Jeopardy. I figured it would be on your list. I mean, it's like the classic classic. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know, that's just kind of like a, a given for me. So. Yeah, Jeopardy... It's weird, man, because it's like, why did I watch this as like a 12-year-old kid? <laughs> I don't understand why. You know, and my son's seven, and sometimes he'll watch it with us, you know, and he'll try to like guess it. And, you know, God knows if he gets one right, it's like the world ends. It's like, oh, my God, they would answer all Jeopardy, you know, and he's so, so excited about it. And now here I sit in my 40s, and I still love it. I mean, it's crazy that 
Because, I mean, it's a quiz show that's asking, you know, pretty elaborate questions, like trivia questions. And frankly, I'm not that smart of a dude. Uh, you know, I mean, certain categories, if it's about movies or music or, you know, U.S. history, I mean, stuff like that, I do okay. But generally speaking, I'm getting maybe 20% of the <laughs> Jeopardy clues. So I'm not very good at it. I never have been. But it just intrigues me that it can appeal to so many different age groups and so many different like cultures and people are just kind of fascinated with it, man. I mean, it's, it's a thing that's been around for more than 50 years. And like I said, Alex Trebek was just awesome, man. I mean, he was such a great personality and he was one of those dudes that, you know, you just felt like you wanted to like hang out with him. You know what I mean? You just want to sit down and just have a beer with him, just talk to him. Uh, but yeah, Jeopardy is it for me, man. It's, it's arguably the best game show of all time. I would say that that's at least a fair argument. But it's my number one, man. I, I still watch it to this day. I don't watch it every day, but I watch it frequently. I just saw Aaron Rodgers do his guest spot on there. Did you see that? I did. He did okay. Yeah, he did all right. Surprisingly okay. He did all right. I, I'm a huge fan of locking in LeVar Burton for that. Yeah, but um, he's doing the guest, right? Or do they say well, that he's going to take over? No. Well, they're they're trying everybody out. Yeah, right. So... Uh, They've tried some really bad people like, you know, Dr. Oz and stuff where I'm like, why are they there? But right. LeVar Burton has been the only and he's they just announced that he's coming up, you know, in the next couple of months. Right. There's been a groundswell of people wanting him to get the gig because as a kid, in terms of knowledge and teaching uh, people, reading Rainbow and that show with him was like the bee's knees. Right. So it just seems like, you know, kismet that the show, which as a kid, I thought of Jeopardy as like the learning show. Like mm -hmm. I kind of felt stupid a lot of the times, but I'm like, <laughs> I need to like watch this and, and learn more things. Right. And so and Trebek was like the ultimate teacher. Like yeah. he was, you know, he was never, he never talked down to people. I mean, he, sometimes he would get, you know, upset, but he it was all, all in terms of like learning and, you know, uh, just building up your brain and, and knowledge. Mm -hmm. And when they're like, LeVar Burton should do this, I'm like, yes, that makes yeah. that totally makes sense. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to his. I'm pulling too. for him. I'm looking forward to his, too. I didn't see Oz's. I saw Aaron Rodgers, and I watched a little bit of Anderson Cooper when he did it. Have they had a female do it yet or no? Uh, I think Robin Roberts is oh, coming yes, up. Oh, yes, I did hear that. Yes. I just I just think it needs to be a person of color, a female, you know, a woman in that spot just to, to change things up because mm -hmm. um, there's just too there's too many white white dudes That's true. hosting games. That's shows, absolutely so. 100% true. So, Jeopardy is my number 1, particularly with Alex Trebek. I love it and uh, that's my number 1. So, why don't you wrap up your top 5 again just remind everybody what you had on your list, buddy? Yeah. So, my number 5 was MTV's Remote Control. Now, number four was Double Dare, OG, with Mark Summers. Number three was the OG Press Your Luck, No Whammy, No Whammy. Number two was Supermarket Sweep. I love that uh, one. And then my number one is the 49-season Juggernaut, The Price is Right. There you go. My number five was Pyramid, particularly Dick Clark's version in the 80s. My number four was Win Ben Stein's Money. That was on Comedy Central in the 90s. My number three is The Price is Right. Number two was Family Feud, and I am partial to the 1980s version of that as well with Richard Dawson. And then my number one was, of course, Jeopardy. All right, there we go, man. So we're going to wrap up over on social media in just a minute, Justin. But before we do that, man, what else did you have to round out your list? there what are your honorable mentions i got i got like five five or yeah, six honorable sure. mentions because this was hard so one one show in the i think it was late 80s that i was a big fan of was a form of pictionary that was like a party <laughs> and it was called win lose or draw <laughs> yes it was that's a fucking great show uh love that show again, you have celebrity as your partner again comedians yeah. you know celebrities you had the couches and you know fun drawings love that show yeah. 
another show that had celebrities that I love was Hollywood Squares. Yeah, that's a good one. It's on my list, too. Uh, always had comedians, stuff there. Um, these two were on Nickelodeon at the time in the 80s that were very huge for me. Teen Arcade was one of mm-hmm. them, where it's basically they just pitted two kids and they had to play video games in the against each other (laughs) right and then finders keepers was a show on nickelodeon where they basically trash this house like this fake prop house and you have to like find things do you remember that show i don't think i saw that one no look up finders keepers guys on youtube uh as as a person who has kids now i'm like you know watching that show helped me find like (laughs) the roku remote amongst all the crap in my house uh let's make a deal sure you know yeah sure you know dressing up and you know, picking behind these three doors. And then the new one on my list that I love and was huge during this last year of getting us through the, this COVID mess was a new show on Netflix called Floor is Lava. Yeah, we watched that. Girl. We watched that too. My son and I binged that. He was a bigger fan of it than I was, I guess, because I, like, oh. I felt like after one episode, you kind of saw, I mean, it was all kind of the same, you know, shit. I'm I'm just like Gerald. As as a TV producer, they need to make twenty more seasons of Floors Lava. They need to put a Floors Lava in every mall. Yeah. Like imagine if you went to the mall and like you can do the Floors Lava experience. I'd be like, here's a hundred bucks. Yeah, please. I want to do this yeah. right now. Okay. So All right, well, that's a good those one. are my honorable mentions, man. All right. So my number six, you mentioned would have been remote control. I had to bump it down a little bit to avoid crossover. My number seven, you also talked about was Hollywood Squares. I mean, you got all these celebrities, <laughs> the tic tac toe board, answering oh. questions. I mean, it was it was great, man. And you know, I, I don't know. I guess there was something cool about because I, I see a lot of that in my list where you have celebrities kind of partnering up with you know real world people, which was always really cool to me. And my number eight, you didn't mention, but it's the newlywed game with Bob Eubanks, Ooh. particularly with Bob Eubanks in the eighties. You know, they used to always say making whoopee, you know, because that was uh, you know, PC for television back then. <laughs> I was a let's see, there was the newlywed game and what was it back to back to? Um the dating love game connection. love connection with Chuck Woolery. Yeah, sure. With the all he's now totally the worst person in the world, Chuck Woolery, but <laughs> back in two and two, Chuck, I was a big fan of that. And man. you mentioned Press Your Luck, which is on my list. And then my number ten would have been the only only one that's like would be considered recent, even though it's been around for quite a while. But it was uh, "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire?" That one, oh, that yeah. one kind of took the world by storm when it came out uh, with Re- Regis. And oh, yeah. I remember the dude uh, that won the million for the first time because it was it was you know it was uh, known as a really tough trivia show. Like nobody could could beat it. And this one guy finally got to the million dollar question, and he phoned phoned a friend because that was one of the lifelines you could use, and he called his dad. Just because you know he was acting like he didn't know the answer or whatever, his dad answers the phone and he's like, "Hey, dad, I just wanted to call and tell you I just won a million dollars on this game show." <laughs> and he was like, Baller. talked to him for like thirty seconds, and then he hung up and he's like, "Yeah, the answer is D," you know. And he like knew and like so it was wow. a baller move. But yeah, who wants to be a millionaire would round out my top ten. All right, man. So you know what we do, Justin winners? We go over to Facebook. We open up the old suggestion box over on the Facebook fan community. You don't want to open the suggestion box? What's in the box, Gerald? What's in the box? What's in the box? Guys, if you have not joined up yet, please check the show notes and join up to our Facebook fan group because that is where I try to interact with our fans the most. Let's see what they had to say. I said, what is your favorite TV game show of all time? Justin, Jared Taylor, patron and friend of the show, said Double Dare, Press Your Luck, Family Feud, and Jeopardy. That is a good list. Hell yeah. My buddy Godfrey says Press Your Luck. 
Uh, let's see. Here's a couple that we didn't mention. Uh, Joey from the So Wizard podcast says Ninja Warrior in all of its forms. Are you a fan of those uh, kind of shows? Or my son, my five year old son, loves Ninja Warrior. <laughs> cool. uh, he he goes back and forth between Ninja Warrior and old school American Gladiators. Yeah. he loves those two shows. So. And he's also got Sale of the Century and Pyramids. I haven't heard of that one? I haven't heard of Sale of the Century school? either. I wonder if that's similar to Let's Make a Deal. I don't know. All right. Uh, Brandon Cruz says Match Game. Match Game's a good one. Match Game is good. That was sixties and seventies, I think, but that's. That's a good one. Chris Yanni, patron in front of the show, says The Price is Right, Family Feud, American Gladiators. And he thinks Who Wants to Be a Millionaire rejuvenated the game show genre. I would probably agree with that. Yeah. It kind of brought it back to primetime, I think. That's that's another one where the set, you know, makes it makes everything more tense. Like you're you're in the darkness, you know, right. and you're in the middle and stuff. So how about uh, Joey Austin's list? Because there's a couple we didn't mention. He's got classic concentration. What's celebrity hot potato? Do you know that? <laughs> Is that where you literally play hot potato with celebrities? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> celebrity hot potato oh my god that sounds great i can't imagine it had a long run but holy shit celebrity hot potato i am googling this now <laughs> all right uh he's all while you're looking that up he's also got match game beat the geeks win ben stein's money remote control and hollywood squares hot potato <laughs> What celebrity hot potato it, so hot potato ran uh on nbc from uh, january 23rd to, G- to june 29th 1984 so it was barely on oh wow okay <laughs> <laughs> what? Cool. I have to look some I'll, clips. I'll, of this. I'll take it. Yeah, sure. Sounds great. Uh, Adam Mueller's got Jeopardy, The Price Is Right, and Greed. Uh, all right. Joe Ketchum says Top Shot. What's my name? Celebrity Edition. That's another one. I don't know. Uh, he's also got Chopped, which eh, I guess it's a cooking competition, so I guess that counts. American Ninja Warrior and Guts. I don't know Guts either. Do you know some of these that are getting mentioned? Guts was a, a Nickelodeon show. Okay. Uh, that I. It's kind of like a. It's, it was like a kid cross of you know, American gladiator type games and stuff. And then at the end they had like this huge mountain, mm-hmm. like Crow Magnet Mountain that you had to climb. Wow. Okay. No one of those Nickelodeon shows. All right. Uh let's see. Lauren Scott, friend of the show and friend of mine, says the newlywed game, Family Feud, but only with Richard Dawson, which I agree. Press your luck, double dare, and Legends of the Hidden Temple. What the hell is that? Do you know what that is? Did you just not watch Nickelodeon as a That's kid Nickelodeon too? as well? Yeah. No, I did. Yeah. I told you it passed me by. I mean, Double Dare, I barely even watched back then. But So that was another one of those shows. You know, back in the day at Universal Studios in Florida, they had the, the Nick Studios. Uh-huh. And uh, I always thought that like if I could go there, I could be on Legends of the Hidden Temple. But yeah, man, that was a great okay, show. Right. I think they're bringing it back, too, uh, for... Uh, uh, Paramount Plus, right. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Cool. I'll take, let's see if there's any that way. Uh, Michael Hill, you'll like. You mentioned. I think he's the only one that mentioned Floor is Lava. So there you go. There you go. Uh, let's see. Nick, our mutual buddy from Nikolai's Kitchen, says Taskmaster is my current obsession. I guess that must be a current show. Taskmaster isn't that wasn't isn't that a Marvel villain? <laughs> <laughs> a Taskmaster. I feel like that's where I buy my tickets to concerts. I don't know what that is. Nah, man, the Taskmaster. He's a he's a Marvel villain. Is he? Isn't he? I, I think, pretty sure. Isn't he? I think he's that guy that's in um, uh, Black Widow. You know the guy oh, with the okay. sword. Is that Taskmaster? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Well, I haven't seen it yet. I'm excited to see his super villain <laughs> yeah. power is hosting a game show and making you watch. It. Dude, that would be great. They need like a Marvel villain hosting a fucking game show. That would be great. Oh, man. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> David Powell, patron in front of the show, says a couple that I haven't heard of or that we haven't mentioned, but he says the Crystal Maze. The Crystal Maze. Hmm. What? Uh, let's see. Taskmaster, he also <laughs> mentioned. Uh, hold on. Uh, he's got one that's called Eight Out of Ten Cats does countdown. <laughs> <They're> just, <laughs> people are just making up stuff. What is Eight Out of Ten Cats do countdowns? What is that? <laughs> 
What is that? Is that a game show? That can't be real. Uh, Takeshi's Castle, Ninja Warrior, Robot, Robot Wars, and Mastermind. <laughs> what the hell? All right. I can't Google these things fast enough. I'm looking up Taskmaster right now. I've looked up Hot Potato. Eight out of on. ten cats do countdowns. All right. And then we will end on our buddy Travis Crawford. He says, press your luck. Classic concentration, double dare, and the price is right. So a classic list there, ones that we've heard, ones that I've heard of, which is good. All right, man, Justin, thanks so much for doing this on short notice, brother. Uh, our kids are probably doing something they're not supposed to be doing right now, so we're going to go check. Everything's on, them. on fire over here, Gerald. <laughs> Everything's on fire. The floor is lava. <laughs> the floor right is now. Uh, literally lava. Uh, look, man, you're back. You know, you're doing you're doing movie drafts. You and Chrissy are getting together. I heard you had yeah. Chris Brayton on recently. You had guest hosts over there helping you out. Yeah. You're back, man. Tell everybody where they can find you. I'm going to put it in the show notes but let them know so so i married a movie geek we we've been going for years we're doing all sorts of stuff we're, we're catching up chrissy my wife on movies classic movies really obvious movies she's never seen before we've got our 2010s fantasy movie draft royal rumble which is going on which is gerald is a part yep. of that's super fun and then i've been trying to uh, catch myself up on a lot of 80s horror classics yeah. or you know obvious movies that i haven't watched before and so our buddy chris brayton and i have started a kind of mini series of both of us catching up on these 80s horror he's not a huge fan of the 80s horror as sure. i am so but he is, he's, you know, he's a good person to talk to. So we just recently watched The Stuff nice. for the first time. And we've got a list of movies we want Did to watch. You, that, uh, so. Do you have Shudder, the television service? I, I do not. Right. I do not. But we, we we're trying to do things that, you know, find on Netflix. Oh, sure. Yeah. I was just going to say there's a really like cool that. four hour long documentary about 80s horror on there called In Search of Darkness. I've heard of this. Yeah. I've heard of this. That would take me <laughs> take you like a year and a half to, to finish. Yeah. <laughs> there's a uh, what was it? The there was, there was an eight hour uh, Nightmare in Elm Street. Have you seen the uh, Never Sleep Again documentary? I started it, but I, like you, I'm about halfway through it a year later. So. <laughs> Uh, exactly. and, and ironically, that one's on Shutter right now too. So, uh, but yeah, '80s horror. We're, we're just doing lots of stuff on So Merry Movie Geek. So yeah. find us over there. Like movies. Like you probably like us. Yeah, man. Check them out, guys. All their information will be in the show notes. Justin, I appreciate you making time to do this, brother. Gerald, I can't wait to do another game-related uh, top five with you. Let's think about it. Let's hash this we'll out. Up, you know, we'll, we we can figure it we'll out. We'll come up with something. That <laughs> Always top, a pleasure. Top man. five uh, games to play in, in your yard. I don't know. We'll figure something out. <laughs> That's probably a good one too, actually. All right, guys, we will be back next week. We will have another top five and another P on the pod. Everybody, take care.